Welcome to Wake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Wake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that all life is interconnected and interdependent. And spirituality and ancient wisdom has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons. So science is now just catching up to the universal truth of oneness and proving it scientifically. So basically what that means is we're all connected. We're all one. What you do to another person, you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is Golden Miracles with Deborah Martin. Welcome, Deborah, to Awake to Oneness Radio. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much for being my guest. And I'm finding out we have a lot of friends in common. We're there in the Phoenix area. And many of my guests that I've had on the show are, are friends of yours um, in connection with Helping Parents Heal. So I am so honored that you reached out to me, and I'm so honored to have you as my guest. Oh, thank you. Please share with our listeners, because your, your story is amazing. I know you've, you've had such a, a rich uh, spiritual um, journey. Please share and start, or, you know, start at the very beginning. Share with our listeners your journey. Okay. Well, first of all, I think that many of us have shifts in our life. I, I, I call them shifts. And some of them, we like our shifts and some things we really don't want, but they become part of our lives and they mold us into who we are today. And so I had three major shifts. Okay. And when I say those those shifts, it's like a spiritual shift. It awakened me. Yeah. So I've had three NDEs, and out of one of those NDEs, I had an out-of-body experience. Okay. And let's, let's explain to some listeners who may not know what NDE means. I know we in America, we're big on <laughs> But there might be someone like, what's that? So explain that. Explain what an NDE is. An NDE is a near-death experience. Yeah. And then out of body, of course, is when you your spirit leaves your body. And I'll explain that in the journey that I took. Okay. So my first um, near-death experience was in 1997. It was the same night that Princess Diana died. Oh, wow. They had me watching the Princess Diana. You know, I was out with some friends. And I had this premonition afterwards, like, I don't want to get in this car. Like, something's going to happen. But... You know, you're just watching this accident. Was I just feeling that way? You know, I had three kids at home. I, it was late at night. We were going to go home on a freeway. And I just thought, oh. everybody's like, oh, you're just, that, that's just you just having that feeling. So yeah. I get in the car, and I'm in the back seat of, like, a two-door car. And we're traveling down the slow lane in, on the freeway. And all of a sudden, I felt like something was going to happen. And then immediately, I said, God protect us. And then I heard the bang. And what happened was a big truck. It was like a tool truck, you know, no windows. And it came from the far lane and just was trying to exit. And it hit us. And we spun and took 40 feet of guardrail out. And if you look at the car, which I'll, I'll have pictures in my next book, it, it's, 
it spun out and it, it ended up in oncoming traffic. And so facing oncoming tra traffic, we couldn't get out. It was so crunched. And so I had this little pocket in the back seat where I was. And, you know, we're shaken. We don't know what to do. And out of nowhere, nowhere, this person appears. And they take, they are able to get us out of the car, this person. And it took one by one. One person broke their legs, so put her on the embankment. Took me and my other friend and put us farther on the embankment away from, you know, the freeway. And I had this ring on my finger and my finger was bleeding and it just hurt really bad. And it's like, are you okay? And I said, no, this really, really hurts. He took my bloody finger, put it in his mouth with, with his teeth, bent it. Now this is a, a really hard ring. Like if you tried to, to bend it with your hand or put all your weight on it, it won't bend. So no. how he did it, I do not know, but I have his teeth marks to show that he was real. And he took it out, placed it in my hand, kissed me on the forehead went to the left and said, I, I will see you again. I looked to the right because now ambulances and fire trucks, we had like three ambulances, five fire trucks. I mean, it was a big scene. And when I finished looking there, I went to look for him to my left and he was gone. Wow. No one ever saw him. No one there at the scene. He would just disappeared. So I, I, that kind of awakened to me, like what just happened? Right. What, what's going on? That, that now I know he was sent for divine intervention when I said, I'm not ready. You know, okay. save us, right? Wow. Now, and, of all the people in the car, you were the only one that saw him? No one else saw him? No, we all saw him. He kissed us all on the forehead. Yes. Okay. So it's not like I just saw him. We all did. And okay. then he just disappeared because he took us, each one of us, and helped us get out of that car. Wow. So, it, it, you know, they come in human form. And, yes. And so that just really shook me. Like, what happened? I started my spiritual journey then in search of, you know, going to Doreen Virtue and some of these conferences that really yeah. kind of help you know and validate what you went through. Right. right? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, so then... In um, August 31st of 2000, mm -hmm. I, um, because that was in 1997, and that was all, also August 30th. So now we're 2000 in August. And okay. I'm driving my car, and I stop in a turn bay, right? Mm -hmm. In a left turn bay where you just sit until traffic leaves. You're going into a subdivision, right? Right. And as I am sitting there, um, all of a sudden, just I had no premonition, nothing. I was somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And I was now above, like out of my body, watching everything from below. And I saw my car be hit from behind, spun again into oncoming traffic. But now, now I hear, hear a voice behind me that says, very loving, very calm. Are you ready? And I said, and I knew what that meant. It meant like, are you ready to stay here? Are you ready right. to die? And I was like, no, 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 no. I have three kids. They need me. I need. I, I don't want to die. But but look, look, look. And I'm seeing this truck with this big trailer behind me that's going to come and crush me. I'm like, I'm not going to survive that. Right. Right. But within seconds, 
I'm now in the back seat of my car, which once was a four-door Honda, now a two-door, all windows blown out, seat belt in the front and the seat broke, throwing me in the back, and I have a mouthful of glass, and I have a police officer at my window going, or at my door saying, are you okay, are you okay? Well, I'm so sorry, I was trying to get this man that was in a diabetic seizure off the road, we were on pursuit for like 10 miles, and you're what stopped him. So, standing there, I mean, sitting there, and I'm trying to get in the front seat because I really don't know what's going on. I'm still not all there. But then I hear him talk to this gentleman, and he says, Sir, you seem very shaken. Are you okay? And he goes, I don't know what just happened, but I should have killed her. I should have went over her car, and at that split second, somebody took my steering wheel and put me into the other lane. Wow. And that's when I remembered. It was like, whoa, right? It, it yes. just kind of sunk like, he's saying what I saw. But now I'm kind of keeping it quiet because I'm like, am I crazy? Like, what just, what just happened, right? Right. And um, we got helicopters for um, the helicopter flight for life coming for the man that hit me. Um, there's so much commotion. I'm going to the hospital, whatnot. Well, I knew I went somewhere. Right. And I knew I heard a voice. So I knew something beyond us exists without a shadow of a doubt. Right. That then opened my mediumship. I had it since I was a little girl. I was frightened. I turned it off. It wasn't something that, you know, we talk about. Right. And. Now I'm like, I've got to, I have this gift. I'm starting to hear voices starting to help people. And I was doing it a little bit before the car wreck, but now it made it like, okay, something bigger is here. Right. So I went to the University of Arizona um, and got studied by Dr. Gary Schwartz and Dr. Julie Weichel. Yes. And by getting studied, it gave me that credential of saying, what you're getting is real and I can now help people. Wow. So um, I just, I, I wanted to make sure, I mean, so many of us think that we're crazy when we hear these voices or that we see spirit and, or they think, you know, are they haunting me? You know, people don't know. And so right. I felt like I needed to be tested. And what was interesting with that is when I was reaching out to them, I kept felt feeling like I was getting pushed by a spirit. And some of us feel that, you know, from our loved ones, and we don't understand why we have that intuition to push, push, push. Right. Well, when they came to meet me, when Dr. Julie Beichel came to meet me, I said, you know, I read this book of Dr. Gary Schwartz, and then I felt really connected to Susie Smith. She wrote the Afterlife Codes, and I know they're friends, so could you give her this message for me? Okay. Get in touch with her. And if you could have saw Julie Beichel's face, she was like, what? She goes, well, I need to tell you something. She said, Susie Smith passed. And she told us that she would send the mediums that we need to test, and they will say they have a message for her. Okay. And I'm like, okay. Now, you know, now I'm feeling spirit, hearing spirit. It just opened everything. Right, right. And Gary, Dr. Gary was on my show, and he, he spoke about, you know, that. About he the, yes, he did. He, he, when I say he spoke about all, like, the different mediums that he uses and the, the lady he was working with before she passed and how they would come after she passed yes yeah, yeah see we kept the same yeah i'm glad yeah. that you shared that because that had so much meaning to me it was like 
like, oh my gosh, now I know who's been pushing me because I didn't know. And I just felt like it was just me that I had that strong, you know, encouragement or push. So then um, I look at this as spirit is, these are lessons that I'm going through. And I obviously needed another lesson. And I'm like, please let it not be another car wreck. <laughs> so um, I started to get very ill. And I lost the ability to eat. I lost the ability to have bowel movements. I was losing my dignity. I was down to 90 pounds. I was being seen by Mayo Clinic. Nobody could figure out what was wrong with me. Okay. So I was losing hope. I was really losing hope. And when we lose hope, we really lose everything because I believe hope is life. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, on 121.12, mm -hmm. I was um, – with a friend at the time and she had asked me to, to go into prayer and I really didn't want to because I, I, I was asking God to take me, you know, I was, I was hurting. I, I just was in a fetus position in pain all the time. And you didn't know, you didn't know a diagnosis for your illness. No one could figure it out. Wow. And I'll tell you later why, because okay. I asked that question why. So, I left my body on one twenty one twelve. Okay. What, what what date is that? Um, not in numbers. January twelfth, two thousand twelve. That's my birthday. January. No, no way. <laughs> That's why I asked you to say. Oh, yeah, January twelfth is my birthday. Yes. Well, then you may never forget this story. Yes. Okay. So, I transitioned, and I felt like I was floating. I felt very weightless. I didn't have fear. You know, um, your audio just got really low. Just talk a little louder. I'm not sure why. I know okay. we, were, we were testing your audio. Just Yeah, just talk louder. Okay. Okay. So then what happened then, I'm a little closer. So what happened then is I started transitioning. I felt my body leave. I felt my spirit leave my body. Okay. And at that time, I could feel myself floating. And when I was floating... I was feeling weightless. I was not, I felt safe. I felt I wasn't in any pain. And I was surrounded by this white light. And I'm like, this is so beautiful. Now, if you remember the last time I felt somebody behind me, right? Say, are you ready? Now I'm seeing this vision of, of an outline, what I call my God. Yes. You know, other people who have different names. Yes. But the arms were out like this. And all of a sudden I was seeing, I was able to see and watch what was transpiring. I was being held like a little girl. I go, oh, I must really be sick. And he took my body and he placed it on a beam of light. And when he did that, my spirit stood next to him. Him, her, right. right. And right. so when I was standing next to him, I was like, Okay, I'm really sick, but I saw a glass coffin next to me. And it was beautiful. I'm like, oh, I'm just ready to go in the glass coffin. Let's just be done. Like, mm -hmm. I felt so much love. I had so much peace. But I I was kind of like, why am I standing here? Mm -hmm. And the next thing I heard is, you're going to come with me. And I'm going to go. I went into this. It, looked, it was kind of like a dome. And we were going to sit and have a conversation. Right. And he said, no one else will hear this in the universe. This is between us. He said, okay, so we're in this 
kind of like shield of dome, white light. And he pulls out this lifeline contract, and we all have them. It's kind of what we're born with. Mm -hmm. And so in that lifeline contract, there were, like, it was long. I always say I should have read the fine details because I didn't. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I should have known, right, what was going to happen. Right. But I was told I needed to come back. Okay. And I was told if I come back, I'd be healthy. Um, joy, empowerment, prosperity, and voice. Those are the words that I saw bolted. Okay. And he said, remember this date, one twenty-one twelve. All things are reversible like the numbers, and so will your illness be. Well, that's when he just said one twenty-one. Was it one twenty-one or one twelve? It was one twenty-one twelve. Oh. Okay, my birthday's one January twelfth. No, I meant like, oh, because I said 12, 12, not January 21, 12. One, 12. Okay, because the said, I said what day? Now, Frenchman said January 12. <laughs> January 12th is my birthday. Oh, well, see, that's reversible too. Yes, it is. <laughs> Okay, so I guess I must have been nervous or something. That's okay. So the actual date was January 21st, 12. Yeah, one Okay, that's okay. So it's not my birthday, but it's, it's the same numbers reversed. Thanks for <laughs> touching that, though. Yeah, because, well, you know why? It's because January 12th is my birthday. So it's, it's sticking out in my head. And at first, you did, I think you did say 112, 12. At first, I think I could be wrong, and that's why I said, "Say that in months." And you said January twelfth. I was like, "Okay, that's my birthday." Oh, okay, yeah. I was probably thinking the month twelve, um, and I always, I never say it out loud that way. I always say one twenty one twelve. So it, yeah, I got off. But you know, it's probably not that way. I understand what happened. I threw you off by asking you to say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Okay. During that whole process, my body was being healed by spiritual surgeons. And I, I did see spiritual surgeons come into the room. I did feel what they were doing, and it was excruciating pain. And they were down in my lower um, right abdomen, and they were squeezing this pus. Out. It was kind of like if you imagine a straw that has a thick strawberry in and you have to get that strawberry out. That's what was in there. It was stuck. Okay. And, um, I, I did come back. And when I did come back, I, I felt like I was taking my first breath. And when you speak about it, you want to cry because you just, you'll never forget that moment. And it's like, it's hard to express to other people the how it hits you to your core right and so when i speak i'm like ooh, you know get teary-eyed because what what happened was so real that maybe some people can't understand but i saw myself getting better and better as time went on and i i did have to sit and light a candle every day and you know just know that healing is a process Yes. And to trust that it was going to to happen in time with, and I had no help with doctors. Okay. And so um, it took me about six months to be completely healed. Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. But what I noticed, what was heightened, 
is I had now this ability to heal. Now I healed a couple people um, in my past, in my first book I talk about that, but I never considered myself a healer, right? But um, now I was like, okay, let's, we, I was going to try this with other people, you know, to do, these were more friends and people that were in need and I was helping them that way. But now I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it to another level because everything just became like boom. Like it was, I'm seeing spiritual surgeons, I'm hearing voices, I'm, I'm bringing loved ones into the room. I'm able to take people on spiritual journeys to meet their, their children that are on the other side, to have embracements. It's just phenomenal, right? So, but, but once again, you question what's happening until you see the proof. Yes. So when people come back and say, I had brain cancer and you didn't know, because I don't want to know anything when they come in, in for a session right. or they have a remote session. I don't know anything, but I am told everything, even to down to why it happens. Like it could have happened when they were seven years old and never knew how to heal that. They just got mm-hmm. pushed that aside. Right. And then it all comes about. And then to come, they come back and say, well, you would have known that, you know, I had this accident when I was seven or that my parents divorced or, or whatever it was, was. And then I'm seeing brain cancer healed. I'm seeing uterus cancer healed. I'm seeing like with James Venny, Elizabeth Boysen's, um, father he had Hodgkin's lymphoma the brain and the spine and in five days that was healed and it you know and it goes to emotional pain too so there's there's really no limit of what can be healed yes but I just call myself an instrument I'm the instrument and when I heard that word voice Mm -hmm. you know I read that on my lifeline contract I just thought it meant voice to my mediumship I didn't know that it was the voice to help a person heal their inner soul. Mm, okay. So without knowing someone, and they're, they could be in Shanghai, China, or Australia, across the world, and then know everything about them, and all they do is send me a picture because I want to connect with their picture, and I lay it on my body, and everything just begins. The frequency I tap into, wow. and it's like, and I feel it. So I have to feel the pain. So I might be like, oh my gosh, I have this heartache. You have, you know, heart heart issues or, oh, I have this headache here. Or, and, and I'll feel it. And people will be like, you were in so much pain. I'm so sorry for what you had to go through. And I'm like, no, that's a gift. Okay. I don't hold on to it. But if I feel it, I never deny it, right? Because it's so clear to me what, what is happening. Right. Um, it's just beautiful. At, at, at every session, you know, there's words that come through that are so simple but yet so profound that I'm taken to my knees. Like, I end the session and then I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you, you know, because it's yeah. like, and then you send the recording off to them going, well, we'll see what they have to say. So that yeah. has a lot of trust, right? You're trusting everything that you're receiving and hearing. And, and right. And it's just never wrong. It's just beautiful. Right, right. It's all, yeah, like you said, it's like trusting that intuition. You know, for me, uh oh, I can't hear you anymore. Let's oh, see. Really? Did 
Now, I don't know that. Now, I can hear. I can hear. <laughs> I think you had said something. Huh? It's all about trust. You know, we have to trust everything. And that's the hardest thing for us as humans, right? We have to kind of remove our humanness or ego away and say, okay, I just heard that voice or I just felt words and those wouldn't be something I would say. But most of the time we just go, ah, I'm not going to pay attention to it. But if we trust those words, they could have such meaning to us. They could guide us, that, that guiding us, that intuition, like when Susie Smith was pushing me. You know, right. I, I trusted that. I still had to do it. I had to walk through it. Yes. But it always seems to unfold later and let us know, like, aha. Yes. That's where those words came from. And this time of the year, too, it's so hard. You know, people are struggling. And whether they're in pain financially, you know, I get people that are saying, I, I have financial burden or it, it's everything. And it's like, well, let go, free yourself, put that trust into your source, your universe, your God and say, help me. But then you have to trust it. Yes. And you will be taken care of. And just, it frees you from that worry. Yes. But you still have to go through, it's not like, okay, it's just going to come to you. You know, things might, the doors might close in one aspect and they might open in another. And that's what's beautiful is you have to walk through the doors and trust that process and put yourself in places where you might think, oh, should I do that? Should I not do that? And there's so many times that my door closes and I'm like, really? Like, I thought that door should be open. Like, What you're saying, it uh, as you're speaking, it's just all. It goes for me. It all goes to the fact that there are no such thing as coincidence. Everything is a coincidence. Everything, and it goes back to the connection of all things. Everything is connection, and everything is interactive and in, in um, interdependent. So when one thing happens, something else happens because it's all connected and everything that happens is synchronicity the big and the small we we want to celebrate the good synchronicity but also the things that are not so favorable are also synchronicity it's all synchronistic and, yeah and we we don't necessarily like to have like i didn't want those two car accidents of course I didn't want to go through the pain of being sick. Of course. But if we can look at what lesson did we learn from that? Why did we go through it? Because I'm like, okay, I've learned my lessons with the car wrecks. I don't want any more. You know? <laughs> but it's like we, it, it's trying to see the blessing in things versus you know the hardship. And, yeah, they are hard. I mean, when I, when I came back, life was not simple. Doctors couldn't figure it out. And I, I did question them. He said, did, why didn't they ever find it? And I questioned that to spirit. Like, why didn't they ever find it? And he said, because if you would have found out the answer, you would have been attached to that. Okay. Where not being attached, then I never say I had. I once had this. I don't give that power. To it. So yeah. that I was able to teach others. Like, 
you know, I have cancer. Well, maybe you have that, but don't voice it. Don't own it. Don't give it power. So it, it taught me, right? It gave me a, a teaching. And yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. Like, when I came back, it was not easy. I, I lost everything. My uh, husband didn't want to walk with me anymore. He gave me a choice to stay with him, stability, everything. And I, I looked at that as like, why? Why does it have to be so hard? Why would I have to go through that? But, you know, he was really honoring himself and honoring me by standing in his truth yes so at the time i was so angry and so hurt and so crushed and now i look at it it's like you know what i would have had one foot in and one foot out and it wasn't supposed to be that way so i look at it as a blessing now and so <laughs> with hardship there are blessings and it will happen if we're if we can just see it that way so and for me, and I say this a lot, um, from the spiritual from the spiritual perspective, not the human perspective, but from spiritual perspective, our hardship, our challenges are our greatest blessings. They mm -hmm. are, and our greatest lessons. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, it, like, if I didn't have those three shifts, it wouldn't have molded me into who I am today, and I wouldn't be able to do what I am doing today. Exactly. And so everything was kind of connected, like you say, one led to the other, and I was growing, and I was becoming stronger, and that, and that empowerment gives me that strength, that was that word, you will have empowerment, the yes. strength to stand in my own truth. Yes. Because it might not be what somebody else believes. Right. What we're here to do. I'm not trying to make people believe. I'm exactly. just trying to do what I'm told to do is be that instrument to help others and be that interconnection we can connect to you to connect to myself and connect to the divine and just let the process happen it's like i can't be controlled with the outcome either because you know i my intention is i want a miracle for everyone well what is the meaning of a miracle because miracles transform in so many different ways yeah and so it might be that they get to live longer it might be that they transition without pain it might be that they have a connection with their loved one so that they can heal it might mean that they get that miracle where everything cancer is gone but that's not up to me so i have to put the outcomes aside and just trust some people are healed instantaneously yes. some people it's in a process it takes time and the beauty of it all if we can just watch and see and witness there's a miracle within each and every session. Yes, yes. And I say there's a miracle in every now moment. It's just, it's all, it's all miracles. We don't always see them as miracles, but everything, and it's, and for me, the simple part, how, and like you said, it, this is my truth. I share my, and I always say that to people. I'm not, whatever resonates as true in your heart, follow that. But my truth is we are, like you said in um, your last um, near-death experience, the, uh, the, your, your guide, I would say your spirit guide was showing you your contract. Your, that you, and those contracts, so spiritual contracts, we actually write them in spirit we don't remember that we but this is what we said okay this is what we came here to do we we write that contract and our soul agreements and and our you know our challenges we write them they right. all come from us and when we when we understand that it's nothing is happening to us it's all happening from us and for us 
Correct. Regardless of what my son, you know, my son is in spirit. I know he's not gone. I know he's with me. And I know that his transition was a soul agreement, you know, that he was going to go back to spirit before me. He and I agreed upon that before my incarnation. And when you know that you have nothing but peace and you face every moment with, wow, okay, I created this. I created this for a reason. Let me look for the positive in this exactly. week. Yes. And, and, and I feel like everything's out of love. Yes. Like, like, you know, I transitioned, I was feeling nothing but love, right? Yes. So you yes. come back and what I'm trying to do is do everything out of love. Exactly. And when we do that, when we express and we, and our kindness and, and, and our intentions are out of love, there's no regrets. Exactly. You know, right? And so when you say everything happens for the reason, it's like when you're upset, like I can't get out of this house on time. I, you know, everything's getting in my way, and you're getting frustrated. Yes. But if you don't see the bigger picture, that maybe if you had left earlier, there would have been something else that would have, you know, been in your way. And so we go, okay. Instead of being so upset about it, just you're trying to get out, but there's a reason that you're being stopped. Take a deep breath and just go. Okay, I may not know the higher reason, but I trust the higher reason. That's so true. Trusting in that reasoning. Sometimes, you know, sometimes things happen. I mean, even though, even when you awaken to the truth of who you are, which is creating the reality, sometimes something happens and you're like, oh goodness, didn't really, didn't really expect that or want that, but I know that it happened for a higher purpose. So I have to just take take a deep breath. Right. Embrace it. <laughs> Embrace it. Embrace it because there's no pushing it away. When we push things away, it just comes back stronger. So right. it's gonna yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I even I say to parents, because I talk a lot to parents that have children in in spirit, you know, there's nothing wrong with the tears, there's nothing wrong with you know, whatever emotion you're feeling, feel it. Don't try to push it away. Don't try to run from it. Because the more you try to push what you're feeling away, it's going to come back even stronger. Because it is a part of us. It's a it part is. of the oneness. And I, I say it's powerful to cry. Crying is tears are like healing. And it, yeah. it's people. some people tell other people, like, well, that's a weakness. You just got to stop crying. I'm like, no, that's strength. You yes. can let it go because most people just want to bury it. And if you can release it, you're releasing so much more. Many times in my healings, it comes from, you know, things that they pushed way down because they didn't either. They didn't know how to release it. They didn't want to. They hit it. It's going to come out in another way. Exactly. And you're going to have to address it eventually. So, exactly. yeah, to embrace those feelings and it's okay. That's why we have the gift of emotions. Yes. Right? Yeah. Love, the gift of crying, the gift of sadness. It's it's because we are human, but it's because we feel. And that's yes. why I say with my healings, I had to feel to heal. Yes. I tell people, it's like, you have to feel to heal. If you have to cry, that's okay. Yes. Yes. Because then there'll be a day where you can have joy. Yes. And and there's a you know, other people also think that can I smile? Is you know, if I laugh, is it gonna make is it they feel bad for laughing when they lose their child or when they when they lose a loved one like 
Like, they're not here. How can I do that? They feel bad. And I'm like, no, no. Feel the joy. That's why you're here. Exactly. Want you to feel that joy exactly, and they want exactly just like you said. They want you, your child, your loved one on the other side. They're they're in complete bliss right now, and they're joyful, and they want they're not gone. They want you to know, okay, they're not in the physical anymore, but they're not gone, and they feel your pain, so they don't want you to feel pain. They want you to be joyful. The more joy you share with the world, the happier they are. They like yeah, you're yeah. raising your vibration. Exactly. Right? When you when you and you, and for an example, like if when you're happy, like you're around a lot a lot of people are making you laugh. You yeah. go home feeling really good, right? Yeah. You yeah. raise that vibration. Exactly. So you, you want to do that and when you raise your vibration, you're feeling them as well. Because yeah. their vibrations right there. So it it's interconnected. And that's yep. why I say I'm, I tap into a frequency, which is a vibration. Yes. And, and that's all out of love. And when I do that, that's when things transpire. Exactly. Exactly. And truth, all things in, in science, I like to go back to science for the, skeptic to, the skeptical listeners that it's science that everything is vibration. And it's all about raising. That's why you say laughter is the best medicine. And that's the true saying because when you're laughing, you raise your vibration. When you raise your vibration, you're healing your body. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And it's all interconnected. And, yeah. and, and that goes back to the word hope. Yes. Remember, I wasn't laughing. I wasn't finding joy. I was in pain. Yes. I lost hope. Well, when I came back and I heard, you know, all things are reversible, that gave me hope. I yeah. had a little light go on inside of me go. Okay, I can do this. It's gonna yeah. be okay. I'm gonna walk through this, and it, it was like somebody holding my hand. Yes, I say to people, you no, know, in your never lose hope. Just, just always carry that with you through anything financial, yes. through losing a loss of a loved one, through pain, because you will get through it. However, you get through it, you will. But don't lose the hope. Right. Never give up. Never give up. Never give up. Know that it's it it's not this life that we go through. It's not the easiest thing. But I, for me personally, it was awakening to the spirit, the higher spiritual truth of who we truly are. That helps you get through each moment of each day. You know that, and you can go through it with a smile, and you can go through. Yeah, I'm not giving up. I'm gonna get through this. Right, and that, and that's how I started in the beginning. I said these are shifts. These yeah. shifts are awakenings. Yeah, and it, it's like the you have an awakening when when you have a child born into the family, like a yeah. grandchild, or even you have have a child. You're awakened to a whole new life. Yes, or somebody has a wedding, or somebody passes. Yes, all awakenings. We 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 shift. We'll never be the same because exactly. we had an experience that we didn't once have. Yeah. And they're all new, but these awakenings we can take as I call them like little pieces of um, sacredness. You know, it's, it's it's allowing us to grow into who we are, and if we take them for what they are, these little lessons, we can help those then that yeah. maybe haven't had that lesson and help them see it and be aware of it as well. Exactly, exactly. And that's true. 
two, uh, part of the reasons we have these awakenings, like a loved one pass, is to be able on the other side of that to help others, you know, with, to share, to share what we have awoken to, to share it with the world. That's kind of why six months after my son transitioned, I started this show. Almost four, I can't believe it's been almost four years now. He's been in spirit four years, but I've been doing this show now almost four years. It just See how beautiful that is and, and, and where it led you. And now that, you know, there's a blessing out of it and now you're helping so many people and he's helping you with the show. And it's just, it, it, you would have never thought that now where you are today. It's beautiful. Yes. it is. Congratulations to you. Well, thank you, and, that, and to me too. It's, it's really, because we are, we're spirit. What we are are divine spirit beings of light beings of light that's who we we're not flesh and blood this is like a, a vehicle it's a car you know and one of these days the car is going to conk out and you know the car is going to go back to the ground but spirit is still going to be here and when we understand that we came here for purpose and when we wake up when we learn our purpose or awaken or remember i like the word remember better than learn because in spirit we know all in, you know our our higher self knows all knows why we came but in our human consciousness we chose to forget all the reason why we came and all that we we don't remember so in remembering who we are and waking up to our purpose that's what brings us joy in in our daily one you know daily lives day by day and that's, that's true because i said like it when i talk about that on one twenty one twelve, it hits me to the core right because it awakened me it went to within me it hit my spirit it hit my it, everything within me just was like wow it just it, it just enlightened me it and it just tapped me into who i'm supposed to be but it, it's it's like like an it felt like an electrical surge, you know, like, right. you got this, right? You know what you're right. doing, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Forget this. And so there's times where it's like, okay, I cannot not do this because if, right. I, if I choose not to do this, then I'm not serving my purpose. Mm-hmm. I know it, right? Now, um, I would say my big shift was not the day my son transitioned. It actually was two and a half years before he transitioned. It was a day I brought him home from the hospital after doctors said he wasn't going to live. But all I wanted, it was December of 2011. So not, it was, um, it was December 30th, 2011. So the day before New Year's Eve, just a few days, like three weeks before your, your big awakening. Yeah, it was just three weeks before. Cause so it was December 30th, 2011. I brought him home from the hospital after he had been in the hospital five weeks and doctors did not think he was going to live. But I remember that December, the, the, I just wanted to bring my son home. And when and by now, he pulled himself off of life support. Meaning he was semi-sedated. He pulled out the ventilator. He pulled out the feeding tube, tube. And it was a true medical miracle. Doctors were like, in shock, his vital signs were perfect. 
and I got to bring him home. And I made a promise to God when I brought him home that day. I said, I, will I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I will never, ever, ever stop thanking you for letting me bring my son home this December. Oh, we, got to, <laughs> we got to ring in the new year. To, we, we rang in the new year together that year. I got year. the chills that went through my body just now. So that was, that was my true biggest. Yes. And so when he did transition, he transitioned in July, on July 1st, 2014, which was two, two and a half years later. When he did transition, I was actually at peace when he transitioned because of what happened that right. December. Because you were given, he was given the gift of time. Yes. And so were you. Yes. And so yes. you, you were awakened by the miracle that was presented in front of you. Yes. I mean, there, there's no question about that. That was a miracle. Yes. Yes. And, and mm -hmm. that you got to bring him home. That That's beautiful. Yes. Yes. Yes, and we and we all have they're all different, but we all have those moments where we are presented with an awakening, and 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 that's you know when we go within, it's all it's a personal internal thing, and when we go within and we we feel that awakening inside of us. Once you're awakened to it, you can't really like like you can't forget what happened to you on January twenty first. No way, you know, and I can't forget that miracle in, on December 30th, 2011. Those things, they just stay with us for the rest of our life. They're Yeah, we build on that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's amazing because you'll never forget that date. Yes. Just because it's, it's, it's so within you, like I say, so strong. Yeah. And what's beautiful is... You were aware and you were awakened, but you chose to trust it. You didn't just ignore it. Exactly. That's where where people have a hard time. Like, I mean, you lost your son. Some some people will be like, you know what? I'm going to be angry for the rest of my life. How can that happen to me? Why yeah. did that happen to me? And so that's our purpose of trying to say, look at the joy from it look at what they you know what was their life about instead of being angry what 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 did they give honor them honor what they what they showed you what they taught you and what who they are today yes. but it's hard for some people they they just remain angry and it, if we could just you know tell them right. try and see even the littlest piece of joy yes a little piece of blessing in it yes that oh, that's like planting the seed, right? We just want yeah. to plant the seed in you. Yes. Us, but if you could just see just that little piece, it'll start. It's like the doors kind of crack. It'll, it'll right. open, and when it does, you will then feel at peace. Yes. Like yes. you say, I'm at peace. I was at peace when he passed. Yes, I was. Yeah. And that's a gift. Yes. And. Yes. That's what I'm trying. I think we're, we are trying to tell others that when they go through something like this, if you can just even see the smallest blessing out of it, yes. it will it will it will start the blessings that you'll start seeing over and over. Even the smallest one of not being able to get out of the house on time. You, right. know, you know, you might see, oh gosh, a mile down the road there's a, 
there was a car accident, I would have been part of that. Exactly. Yes. It, right. So it's just they're presented in front of you. You have to you have to be aware. Yes. You know? And so, so many of us are like blinders. Yeah. You know? We're on our phones. Mm -hmm. We're not seeing anything. Yes, the awareness and the awareness happens in the now. Because a lot of times we're so busy, we're, we, I really, The Power of Now is one of my favorite books. And I really had to think about that. Most of the time, our mind is in the past or future. If we're rarely here in the now. And the awareness that, that comes in that now moment. So one of the things I never do is rush. I definitely never rush when I'm driving. But I, I never rush. If, if I'm running late, I'm like, and I'll, I'll be considerate. If someone's waiting for me, I'll text them or call them, I'm running late. You know, I, I, I'm saying don't be considerate of other people's time, but don't rush because everything happens truly in perfect divine timing. And there's no need to rush. I, I totally agree with that. And my family always teases me like, you drive so slow. I'm like, no, I don't drive slow. I just drive the speed limit. And they're like, but you just go so slow. And I'm like, you, you can go fast like everybody else. And I'm like, no, they're doing what's wrong. So, yeah. I have to tell you a joke. I have to tell you. A joke that my son is a joke from my son. When um, I think this is the last time my son and I went to the movies together. And during the day, see, I as I've gotten older, my night vision is not what it used to be. Mine too. Okay. I actually got glasses. That, I don't know if you know this. You can get glasses for night driving. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, oh did, my gosh, you put them on and all of a sudden you can see everything. It's not, your, your daytime glasses won't work. They're nighttime glasses. Okay, well I have to definitely look into that. Well, here's the thing, during the day, because we went to the movies during the day. So it was during the show. And I normally do the speed limit maybe five, five miles above. You know, I stay, you know, so... Uh, so this is what I'm coming back in his night. So this is exactly what Kyle said to me. He said, Mom, during the day, you, you kind of drive fast during the day. But at night, it's like watching paint dry. <laughs> Exactly. Every time I'm every time I'm driving at night now, and I'm driving really slow because I can't see at night. Um, I I think of what he said. But at night, it's like watching paint dry. You drive so slow. But I'm gonna look into those night. You know, the glasses are so, like I'll be like forget to put them on. I'll be like driving. I'm like oh, you know, you do drive a little slower because you're paying attention more attention because you. What? It's clear. And I'll stop at the light, like, oh my glasses, put them on, like, oh, night and day. Oh. Everything becomes clear, and, and the lights don't bother you as much. Okay. So oh. I didn't even know that that existed, but I happened to go and get my eyes checked, and they're like, um, do you have problems at night? I'm like, yeah. She goes, oh, well, it's a very small prescription, but we can give you night glasses. I'm like, yes, huh? thank you. And oh, definitely. Um, now, I didn't with uh, somebody say, oh, I have problems at night. I'm like, try these. And they're like, whoa. Wow. I will definitely get those. I remember as a small child, hearing my father complain about driving at night. So um, it definitely, it's it just, it's hard. I can't see, I can't see but like a few feet in front of me at night. So when I'm yeah, driving. That so will help. Will help. 
Okay, awesome. <laughs> you, Kyle. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be driving faster at night soon. <laughs> at least, well, at least you see. I'll be able to see at night, yes. Right, which is great. Yes. Um, but yeah, we, we go back to, you know, finding that blessing within yeah. everything that we do. And that that's, that's during the Christmas season right now yeah. and how things can be such a struggle to get everything done. And do, like you say, don't rush. Everything will get done. And just find the joy in everything that you do if you can do that. It's not always easy because things get, get in our way that doesn't cause, mm -hmm. you know, bring us joy. But mm -hmm. if we then look at something else that can. You yeah. know, like, hey, pick up the book, pick up a book and read it. That's yeah. going to bring you a piece. But my thing is I always say, Take the time. Give yourself permission to take the time, whether it's five minutes, half hour, an hour, whatever you want. Give yourself the time to sit and connect. It's whether you're connecting to your guides, whether you're connecting to your God, whether you're just connecting to find peace, to breathe, like a meditate, um, yoga, you know, that's another way. Yes. But it, Taking that time for you, yes, and I think that that helps raise our vibration because it 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 calms the soul, it calms the body, yes. And, and if we give ourselves permission to do that, especially like when we are having that terrible day, I mean, yes. it's going to happen, right? Yes. That we go, you know what? I've had a quite the morning. I'm just going to go take 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Whether you light a candle, whether you just want to find a uh, your favorite place to sit. Right. Just close your eyes and breathe. This is so true. And be in that now. It really, really will change everything that is transpiring. And even if you're having a good day, yes, feel good to do. I mean, give yourself permission to do it. And I tell the people that I work with that are healing, I said, you know, take that time because that's part of your healing. Yes. Healing the process. You're giving, you're feeding your soul. You're feeding your heart. Yes. By, by giving yourself love, mm -hmm. to take the time to honor yourself with peace. Yes. Right? And just sit in, 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 if people don't know what, what to do, basically they can just sit there and close their eyes and say, I surround myself with peace and love and then breathe it in. Exactly. Yes. Even I just say sometimes I just focus on my breath in and out. Just right. in and out. Just focus on your breath, you know. Because Talk then you're not thinking. Exactly. Yes. yes. Focus on that breath. To me that that to me that quiets the mind. And then when you deep breathe, as soon as you start to deep breathe, it brings you into that present moment. Right. You know? So, yes, and relaxing. You're connecting. You are connecting to, to your own self, your higher self. You're just mm -hmm. saying, oh. and, and that's, that will bring you peace. And yes. Do it if you have to pull over in the car before you go to work. You know, before I walk into the crazy office, <laughs> I need to breathe, right? Whatever. Yes. Yeah. You permission to do that. Yes. You're honoring yourself, and by honoring yourself, you will honor those that surround you that day. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes, because when you, like, because, again, it goes back to the fact that we're all connected. When you raise your vibration, each of us raises our vibration, the people we come around, their vibration is automatically lifted by our presence. Right. So, yes. Right. right. 
right? Yes. And um, we talked about all being connected, right? We yeah. talked about energy and how it travels. And that's what I feel my healings are doing. It's, a, it's an energy. It, that's why it can travel, you know, across the world in seconds. And I also believe in the power of intention, you know, when we're all, when we all hope that's an intention. So I just created a Facebook page for those that are in need of okay. prayer, you know, so that anybody could go on, you just go on and you, you post a post that says, you know, I'm struggling. I'm having a hard day. Anybody that reads it, we're going to go, oh, I see her name. I prayed for her. And yes. even if you want to say prayer, I, you know, I have good thoughts for her. However you want, but I, I felt like if, if we had a site where we could just put our feelings in, where we, it's positive and out of love, that I'm raising the vibration for whoever is in need without them having to really contact me and go through, like, how do I get a hold of her? You can just go on and I sit with them and I, and, and whatever it is, I place that in my, my, you know, my intention for that person, please help them with their financial problems. Please help them with their pain. You know, let them see the light, whatever that is. Yes. So um, I, I feel that that can help anyone in need. That's great. Now, what is the name of that Facebook group? So, our, okay. our so the Facebook for that one is just Deborah Martin's Prayer Page. Okay. Deborah Martin's Prayer Page on Facebook. And also, Deborah, please share with them how they can find you and follow your work. What you okay. So if anybody Googled Deborah Martin, D-E-B-R-A, excuse me, Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N, it'll pop up. It's under goldenmiracles.com. Um, okay. And so everything's on there. They can watch the videos. They can see how I do my healings. They're all remote. So they... If you're sick, you don't have to worry about travel, the expense of all the money. You get to stay in your own sacred space, feeling yep. your peace while the session's being done. Awesome. Awesome. Very, very good. Uh, and you say you have four books. Now, tell us the name of your book. So did you say three or four? I can't remember. I have three books now. Fourth one's coming out in the new year. Okay. I'm so excited about that one because it's, it's going to tell – a little bit about me that I've never shared going from when I was a child on, you know, to get to know me a little bit better and in my complete journey and my mediumship and my healing work is there. I worked with a lot of parents on, on writing their stories because when you, they can't all be mine, right? Mm -hmm. They receive the healing. It's their story. And I let them write it so that others could feel it and see, see the truth behind it. So, I I, I like for us to share because I we have a friend in common, Lynn. Yes. I I just listened to her experience um, from the video on your website yesterday, and I want you to share share that story of Lynn with Lynn and Jeff and Devin. Okay. So Lynn and Jeff's son Devin had gone missing in Germany, and I was doing a session, a small group session. Of, probably a week before that he went missing and her son, her, her friend attended. And so when her, when the son went missing, her friend reached out to me and said, could you help with this? I go, well, I've never really worked on a missing person case. Well, do you think you could call her? Well, okay. That's, a, that's, that's like putting myself out there. I don't usually do that. Right. So mm -hmm. I have Lynn's number, and I don't know, before I call, I'm like, okay, anyone on Lynn's side, you got to come through. Tell me 
you know, who you are and what, so she knows that this is a, this is real. She might not even, you know, know what a medium is. Right. right? Like, mm, who is this crazy person calling me? So I followed her and we instantly had a connection. In fact, our connection became so strong that while she was in um, Germany, um, that she was able to speak to me things that she couldn't speak to her family because right. she didn't know me, right? So we became, and, and I would feel for her. Like I would lay in bed and, and just feel the pain. And that day she'd have the strength. So we ended up having this strong bond. But what came through to me was the raven will tell you the answer. Mm -hmm. Okay, now she's going to go tell her husband, I talked to this woman and a bird is going to tell us the answer. Now her husband Jeff thought that, okay, she has every right to feel what she wants to feel. This might be a little bit crazy, but with everything else that's going on, it is crazy, right? Right. So she she would tell me, like, I was looking everywhere. Are you my bird? Are you my bird? You know, what what's happening? And they they couldn't find him. It came to the end where they could find them. And she had a premonition that she needed to go down to the river. And when she went down to the river, her husband followed and he was across the river where she was standing and this raven came down by her and she immediately knew that this was the raven and the raven looked at her and she looked at the raven and she looked at her husband her husband she said thank goodness somebody else was watching because i thought is this crazy right so she felt like she needed to go and touch the water in order to do that she had to walk down pretty far and then go down some steps so she did that, and when she got to the steps, the raven came down and flew down and stood on the steps with her. And when she put her hand, I'm not going to cry, when she put her hand in the water, the raven put his beak in the water. Okay? And so she felt her son was in that water. So as she was leaving, she met with her husband, and they were walking up this hill and they heard their daughter was on the, the hill as well. So the three of them were walking and now they were not no longer a family of four. They're a family of three. There were hundreds of ravens that came. Flew over them. She said it was like a movie. Like you you couldn't make this happen. I mean she didn't see that many ravens there and now you have hundreds of them right there. They all flew down to the river. Wow. And when they flew back to the States um, they got a call that his body had been found in that very same river. Wow. And um, it just shows that Devin was trying to give them peace in knowing that he was okay. Mm -hmm. And if I give you a piece of information that's so out there, you can't deny what just took place. And it was their beginning of their awakening. And and Devin came through a lot afterwards where, you know, Jeff was still on the fence. The daughter's still on the fence. How, you know, what, it's kind of like me with my first, it, 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 my first accident. It's just like, right. what just happened, right? And, right. And, and they're grieving. But he came through to me one day. I was at home, and he's like, call my house right now and tell my mom to tell my sister that I am the one that's making her computer only type in capital letters and she can't figure out what the heck's going on. Wow. So I did. Uh -huh. She 
and and she was her daughter was like, "Oh my God, it is happening! It <laughs> is Devin!" And so that was like, okay, he had to present himself in their home, right? Their way that only they would have known to let them believe that it all happened. But right. It's it's we have a bond and a love and a connection with Devin still, but but with with them it'll be something that I will always cherish and always love and it's a sacredness. You can feel like you can share anything with, with someone that you've had an experience like that with. Yes. It's a trust, you know, that, that love that you have. And so I am blessed that they are in my life. Yes, and I am too. I, I met um, Jeff and Lynn at the Helping Parents Heal convention in um, April. And um, they're just dear, dear to me. Very dear. They're just, they're just um, like full of light, full of yeah. light love. And yeah. They're just beautiful, beautiful people. So anybody else that gets a chance to meet them, because they'll be at other Healthy Parents Heal, like they'll be blessed as well. Yes, yes, yes. Any, anybody that's listening to this um, show right now who's not familiar with Helping Parents Heal, please just Google Helping Parents Heal. It's a wonderful organization. If you have a child that's in spirit and you need that support, loving support, surrounded by loving people that understand exactly what you're going through and will be right there with you every step of the way. It's a, an amazing organization. And we're in the uh, co-founder, Elizabeth, is in uh, Phoenix, and so is Lynn, and you're also in Phoenix. So. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, so I... You had asked me about my books, and so yeah. my first book was Believe Beyond Seeing, and that's just how I opened my door to mediumship, and with Dr. Gary Schwartz and that whole journey, mm -hmm. and then I wrote a children's book for children to know that they're never alone, you know, mm -hmm. angels are always around them, always protecting them, no loved ones, whether they're sick, whether they're scared, whether they're being bullied, whether, you know, that mom, dad can't be with them, that there's always someone with them and how to be grateful for each day. And then I co-authored a book with um, Sherry Gettin called Direct Connect to God because we I did healings with her and then we separated and we do our healings separately now. And so then now my next book, yes. I'm not going to announce the title yet because I'm holding it, but oh, it's, yeah. I'm so excited, so excited for it. So um, I'll be presenting it on my website. I, be honored for anybody to read it because I, I feel there will be teachings in this book, but also that when you read someone else's story, maybe your story relates to it, and you will you will have your aha moment of going, okay, I'm not crazy either. This has happened to me. Something similar. You know the synchronicities, how they all line up. You pick up the book and it has something to give you. And so that's my hope is to just touch others and to to bring the awareness that miracles do still happen, our loved ones are still with us, Amen. that um, that we need to live a happy, pros I said prosperity, prosperity comes in, you know, it's not about money prosperity, I learned that, it's about how we feel the love that surround us, and that gives us the greatest prosperity in life. Yes. And so if we, if we're, we're just teachers, and that's yes. what I, I'm excited about this new book to teach, and have it available.
Well, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your, your wisdom and your books and you sharing yourself with the world. And, and actually, my um, definition for me for success is living your purpose. And that's what you're doing. And that's why I, I, I encourage everyone to just live their purpose. That's why we're here. Embrace it. Share their light with the world. Exactly, because yeah. we all are light. Yes. And, and, and it, once again, see the blessing in what you've been gifted. Yes. So these are gifts. Yes. We may not think of it, but they are. This is true. <laughs> in the Christmas season, right? These are our little gifts. Yes. Yes, yes, so true. Well, thank you so much for being my guest. And yes, please have a wonderful Christmas and a wonderful holiday down, uh, down where it's warm. It's cold up here. Oh, yeah, stay warm. But no, I want to thank you so much. This has been so much fun. And it's, it's like I, I have embraced a new friend. Oh, so yeah. I can't wait to, to meet you in person mm-hmm. and give you, I'll give you a hug now, spirit to spirit. But when I can really in person, yes, and I know yeah. I will be to in the Phoenix area again. I was twice this year. Again, I'll be there sometime in I don't know when, but sometime in the upcoming year, and I will definitely let you know when I'm coming. Oh, please do. We'll uh, make it happen. Yes, right. yes, yes. Thank you so much. We can get together, me, you, and Lynn. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, thank you so much. Okay, Uh, bye-bye.